Mr. Importuna will see you now. Sir, if you will follow me. He sauntered after the man, trying to ignore the spiteful, flunky back, thinking how much better the mural ceiling, the pastry arabesque work of the walls, the grand marble fireplace, the quatrefoiled cathedral windows suited him, then Importuna. But the thought was like the tobacco sparks. True, he had never entirely accommodated himself to the central fact of his existence, which was that he had no talent for making the importuna kind of money. How many men had? But he did not allow this failing to hobble his lifestyle. Above all, he was a practitioner of the possible. Crump glided before him to the threshold of the Holy of Holies, stepped aside, and, between successive blinks, he could have sworn, departed through a solid wall. In the sanctum, behind a pontifical Florentine table that had descended authentically from a Medici, sat its pontiff. Nino Impertuna was a squat man whose broad and fleshy body had been built by the genes of peasants and a childhood of pasta. Corporally, a very ordinary-looking southern Italian type, but his massive head was far from ordinary. The nose jutted from his face like a bowsprit. The small mouth seemed womanishly soft. But this was a deception of nature, when he smiled and exhibited his very large white teeth, which was seldom. The softness turned into something terrifying. There was an olive oil patina to the darkness of his barbered cheeks and jowls, that toned well with the dull gloss of his black-dyed hair. But it was the eyes underneath the strong, still naturally black brows that gave his face its commanding character. The color of stale, muddy espresso. They were bitter and without warmth or love, almost without humanity. The eyes of an enemy. These eyes were fixed on the tall man, their owner's hands were pressed together in the Dura attitude at his chin, lids half shut. But the industrial genius of the Impertuna Empire was not praying. And to the visitor, the eyes were not half shut, but half open. Not drooping from fatigue, but on the slitted qui vive. It was bad, all right. Entrante pure. There was, as usual, nothing to be interpreted from the heavy Italian-American voice. Or, perhaps, it had been just a few decibels more resonant? He waved toward a chair. The tall man came obediently in and sat down. The chair was dumpy, like Importuno, with protuberant carvings and bumps and lumps that made sitting almost intentionally uncomfortable. Yes, very bad. Nino called this room, with semantic fidelity, his den. A den it was, windowless and dim and foul with the stench of his crooked stogie smoke, his ten-dollar-an-ounce aftershave, and whatever it was he rubbed into his coarse gray hair to blacken it. The only smell missing was of stale blood from old kills. The tall man smiled at his fancy. You're happy today, Importuna said. 
Beg pardon? You're smiling. Did you just enjoy a woman? Hardly, Nino. I came directly here from the office when I got your message. Then what are you smiling about? The famous Importuna technique. Nothing, Nino. The famous employee defense. Just something that passed through my mind. A joke? No, well, yes. In a way. What? Tell me, amigo. Today I would like to hear something to make me smile, too. The tall man found his shoes burrowing into the silk pile of the caution rug, which dated from the early 17th century and Shah Abbas, and should have been hung reverently on a wall.